he like there's the Turkish side of him which is more adventurous but then the Baggins side of him was like I kind of want to stick to a routine like I don't want to do anything out of the ordinary because then what will people think of me it's a duality you know? of man duality of man duality of hobbit what Whoa. the heck <laughs> hey that's cool yeah back everyone after new year's 2021 now it is 2022 yes. which is the way <laughs> the linear time works um so yeah hope hope you guys enjoyed your holidays christmas um new year's eve i don't know what other holidays are in there but i'm sure there are some um to start off we have some bad news <laughs> which is probably not what you want to hear right away but uh, our beloved friend Zachary uh, is no longer with us, as in he will be taking a sabbatical. <laughs> Probably sounds bad because he's no longer with us. I just laughed. At I know. Him. Yeah, he's no longer with he's us. He's alive. He's, he's alive. still alive, but this uh, semester uh, he wanted to focus more on his uh, schoolwork. So, which is um, dumb, honestly. I think which that, is dumb. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you need school it's for? It's a bad move by him. Yeah. So, uh, so he's going to be uh, taking time focusing on schoolwork, and um, and he said if he has time. He'll join us, so... Yeah, but it'll just be two of us, so we're having open tryouts <laughs> tomorrow. We're having open tryouts. <laughs> in, um, the, in the big gym tomorrow, in open big, tryouts after school. In the big gym school. at the high school. Yeah. Um, so, come on, come all. Yeah. Uh, we'll take old people, we'll take young people. Yeah, you just gotta know about Lord of the Rings, but not too much. But not too much. You need to be... Um, you need to be, like, the dumb sidekick. Yeah. That's, that's the role you're gonna be filling. If, you, if you're dumb, then that's perfect. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll hire you. Yeah. The pay's not very good. Yeah. So, I don't it's, know. Yeah, I think it's nothing. Right? I think it's nothing right now, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, you must be able to do it for fun. Yeah. But, Grant, why don't you tell them <laughs> what our big plan is for the year? What is our big plan? <laughs> Reading the Hobbit. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> the whole episode's about. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, I was just making sure we were on the same yeah. page. So, yeah, um, but our uh, good news is that we have a, a better... I guess, schedule for our podcast now. So we will be reading through The Hobbit. So if you guys want to join along, we'll just be doing a chapter each episode. Um, and so today's episode... Or maybe two if they're short. Or maybe two if they're yeah. short. Yeah, it just depends. But not today. But not today. Uh, so we're starting off with uh, chapter one. So if you've never read The Hobbit before and you want to kind of know what's going on as we're talking about it, just stop the podca- podcast. <laughs> stop the podcast Go read it. It's probably a. It's honestly a pretty quick chapter. Yeah, it's but, twenty-seven pages in mind. I have a little edition, oh, pocket yeah. edition. But it's it's pretty easy to read. So, yeah, go ahead and read that, and then come back when you're well educated. So we'll wait. Yeah. So we'll wait. Okay. Welcome back. Okay. <laughs> you know you've read it now. So now we're gonna start talking about it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, The Hobbit, chapter one. Yeah. Um, I do think we should say there will be spoilers. For this chapter, <laughs> yeah. but also we'll probably talk about stuff that happens later in the book. Yeah. Because uh, I will be referring to the movies in this. And we must emphasize that this is, like, the lore and stuff that we do talk about will be heavily based on books, not movies. But we will mention the movies. Yeah. 
I was just going to mention what a dumb thing the movie did. Right. With, yeah. <laughs> so that'll be mostly what we talk about the movies are yeah. dumb things they did. We'll just talk about how bad they were. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to give a quick summary of the chapter in case you read it like days ago or you read it, didn't know what happens. Or you never read it. Yeah. And you were being bad. This is this is the Explore Middle Earth uh, uh, Hobbit edition and you can just sp- splice in every summary of each chapter and then it'll be like a yeah. 10 minute thing of... Yeah. The Hobbit. It'll be like Spark Notes. Yeah. For nerds. Nerds. <laughs> well, I guess Spark Notes is for. I don't know. Well, no, the nerds are the ones that reads the read the books. The, the nerds the are the jocks one... read Spark Notes. The nerds are actually the ones who uh, write the Spark Notes for yes. the jocks. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. It's a cycle, but that's how the world works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll give a summary. Okay. Which I'll do right now. So in in this okay. first chapter called an unexpected party. Um, we meet our main character, Bilbo Baggins, and he lives in Bag End and Hobbiton, Whoa. but Bag End is his house, or hole, his, the one he lives in. Not, yeah, yeah, the not, hole. Yeah, but not his hole, but the <laughs> hole he lives in. Um, it was the famous in a hole in the ground that lived a hobbit. That's Bag End he's talking about. Oh, totally. yeah. Um, Gandalf comes one morning to have a chat with Bilbo, and he tells him that there's an adventure and Bilbo's not interested, and then he invites him back for tea on Wednesday, I think it is. Good morning. Yeah. And then and then Gandalf asks, is it a, you telling me it's a good morning, or is it a good morning? I forgot what he said it. Tolkien he's, wrote a lot better than I just said it. There is a lot of good mornings. Yeah. But Gandalf, as he's leaving, uh, Bilbo went back in, he put a dwarvish mark on the door. Um, that's, like, something about, like, there's a burglar for hire or whatever. Yeah. I think it was, uh, it was his first initial g in the dwarf dwarven runes Mm -hmm. and then i think he specified earlier that it was for a burglar for Mm -hmm. hire they say in the chapter they say you'll figure it out but yeah so the next day 13 dwarves arrive intermittently not at the same time yeah like one at a time or kind of one at a time ones and twos and threes and fours um and bilbo's flustered because he was just thinking i'm gonna have tea with gandalf so gandalf arrives later and they all have dinner and it's it's chaos for bilbo oh, yeah. but during all the chaos he learns um that uh gandalf has recruited him as a burglar uh for an ad- for the adventure he's talking about the day before um and bilbo doesn't want to go because um he because there's a big thing at start there's tookish side in the Baggins side, and the yeah. Tookish is the more adventurous side. If yeah. you listen to our first episodes, you know what I'm talking about, because oh, yeah. those are different types of, yeah. ho- or different families of hobbits. Um, but he doesn't want to go because his Baggins side is like, doesn't like adventures. Yeah. But, um, Wants to stick to a routine. Yeah. yeah. But then after dinner, the dwarves <laughs> sing a song, um, that Misty Mountain song that everybody loves. That like, yeah, like every every like Viking guy on TikTok and Instagram oh, no. <laughs> does like where they match up, about, yeah. they do that, yeah. But so really impressive, but it's yeah. really cringy. <laughs> it's a good song though. Yeah, Tolkien was a good songwriter. You know, it's an even better song. What I see fire by Ed Sheeran, <laughs> <laughs> which was written for oh. the, the Hobbit movie. Oh the yeah, second movie. I knew he wrote a song for that. I never listened to it. It is a good movie. That's like the or the. Uh, Good song, mm-hmm. not the movie. <laughs> I was gonna say, Grant, but, uh, <laughs> but like, like compared to like, I'm not like, I've listened to some Ed Sheeran songs and they're pretty decent, but I'm not a big fan of his style of music. Mm-hmm. But I see Fire was pretty good because it mentions the Lord of the Rings or like the Hobbit. So, so, so if it wasn't written for the Hobbit, do you think it would still be a good song? Probably not. You probably wouldn't have listened to it. No, I probably wouldn't have heard it in the first place. So yeah, 
Um, but they sing the song, and Bilbo starts to get interested in what's going on. And what's going on is Thorin. Uh, we'll go. I'll go more into depth on this in my section about Thorin's treasure. He wants to get back, and why he wants to do that all. But he wants to get his treasure back, which is guarded or in the Lonely Mountain, guarded by Smaug the Dragon. Oh yeah. Um, and um, there's a secret path here. Gandalf gives him a key and a uh, map, and it shows that there's a secret passage to get into the mountain. And that's the reason they need Bilbo, um, because I'll also go more to depth on this, but dragons don't know what hobbits are, so he would be more stealthy. Um, and in the end of the chapter, they all go to bed, and Bilbo is still not very enthusiastic about the adventure, but we all know he's going to go on it because the book is more than one chapter, obviously. Right. Yeah. Because this would be a very short series if it was one chapter. But... <laughs> But Grant, why don't you start off with what I don't know? Remember what you're talking about? Um, I was gonna go uh, just a little in depth about uh, Bilbo and the Baggins family. Okay, yeah. And so Bag End. Yes. So um, why don't you do that? So I will actually okay. do that right now. Okay. So um, yeah. So Bilbo is part of the Baggins family, and they have for like few hundred years i think or so i don't know when the baggins family started uh no i do i do know so tell us yeah so i will tell you okay <laughs> so the baggins family was founded by a guy named balbo balbo which is very close to bilbo <laughs> mm-hmm. uh must run in the family but uh it was founded in the year of the shire reckoning 1167 which would translate into the Third Age of Middle-earth, uh, year 2767. Um, so, yeah, it was founded by Balbo, and he was kind of like the head of the family. And then I think Bilbo, uh, I don't know exactly where he is on the family tree. I probably looked that up right now, but I don't want to. No, I'm right But he's the, doing it. But I'm doing it. I'm on the page. Grant is doing what he doesn't want to do for our fans. Man, <laughs> I feel so bad. Oh, my gosh, the page is long. Um, so it would be... Um, Bilbo's great grandfather. Mm. So that's not as far as distant relations as I thought. I thought it'd be like generations. No, but um, hobbits do tend to live slightly longer than humans. Like they live, they usually live up to a hundred, like okay. commonly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it it was hundreds of years, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, um, yeah. So that's the Baggins family that was founded. Uh, by this dude named Balbo. Balbo. <laughs> and uh, they are a generally rich family that lived in the area around and in Hobbiton, which is, um, like a, I guess, a village mm-hmm. in the Shire. Um, and, yeah, so like I said, they were seen as uh, well-off and rich. They had a lot of money. But they are also respectable and rather predictable. So like Bilbo was talking about in the first chapter, Unexpected Party, um, like... He, like, there's the Tookish side of him, which is more adventurous, but then the Baggins side of him was like, I kind of want to stick to a routine. Like, I don't want to do anything out of the ordinary, because then what will people think of me? It's a duality you know? of man. Duality of man. Duality of hobbit. hobbit. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's cool. Yeah. Um, some members of the family uh, married into the Took family. Uh, actually, plenty of families, too. Yeah. But I'm just mentioning no, the this Took is family. Strict, this is strictly a Tookish thing, is marrying into families. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But so that's why uh, Bilbo had some Took in him because his mother was actually part of the Took family. So he was fifty percent Took. And that can never be took away. Taken. 
I know. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, wait. The, the uh, plural of Turks, Turk is Takens. There's one Turk, many Takens. Yeah, a family of Takens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Bilbo's parents, like I said, were Bungo Baggins, which is funny. I just think the, Bungo some of the Hobbit names are so funny. Bungo, Balbo, Bilbo, Frodo. Yeah. Sam. Sam. <laughs> Dumb if name. name. If your name is Sam, that's dumb. Yeah. We have a friend named Sam. He, and he's dumb. I don't think he listens to this podcast, so he won't know. Yeah. Don't tell him. Yeah. But if he does listen to this, <laughs> Sam, you're a great guy. We're kidding, Sam. Sam, just joke, <laughs> dude. Um, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, Bungo Baggins and his mom was Belladonna Tuck. And uh, both were wealthy because the Baggins were a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. But the Tucks were even wealthier and Belladonna... Belladonna. <laughs> that sounds like an Italian mobster. Belladonna. <laughs> what, what was what was the um, what was that episode? Tom. Oh, Tom Bombaldi. Tom Bombaldi. <laughs> Tom Bombaldi. Belladonna. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're writing a script. Yeah. Um, so Belladonna took. Uh, she was significantly more uh, rich than her husband Bungo. <laughs> I mean, with a name like that, you got to be Bungo. <laughs> but um. Uh, yeah, she kind of inherited some of her father's wealth, and I think her f- father might have been, like, one of, like, the head... Uh, he might have been, like, the head of the House of the Tooks or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. Um, but with their combined money, and mostly... Uh, I think it mentions mostly Belladonna's money. Bungo mm-hmm. built the lavish and luxurious Bag End, which was their hobbit hole, and it was on the hill across the water, which is, like, a little river, mm-hmm. um, in Hobbiton. And there... Their son Bilbo resided, and later his nephew Frodo. Uh, it's not actually technically his nephew. Like, aren't they like cousins technically? Yeah. So, like, I did some research on it, and I've done a lot of research on genealogies because I'm just kind of interested. in Because you're that. a nerd. That's a nerd. why. Yeah. I yeah. So, <laughs> th- thanks, dude. Yeah. But um, he's actually uh, uh, by blood. He's Bilbo's second cousin once removed. Really? Yeah. But it would be, like. A nephew level status, yeah. I guess, because it's not like like there's like generations, you know. He's mm-hmm. like Frodo's like the generation below him, so it would kind of be like a nephew. But Bilbo's second cousin, which would be his dad's cousin's son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just think about that. His dad's cousin's so, son. Bilbo's second cousin is his dad's cousin's son, and his name is Drogo Baggins. And um, Drogo's a cool name. That's Drogo a, is pretty that's cool. A, that's a it's a cool hobbit name. Yeah, and he married Primula Brandybuck, so they're related to Brandybucks as well. And they had Frodo, so Frodo is his second cousin once removed, because it's his second cousin's son. So his dad's cousin's son is his second cousin. Is his second, and then his and that then, guy second cousin's son yeah, is Frodo's so dad. Dad's cousin's son's son. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they are related, but. Slightly distantly, I guess. Yeah. Slightly. I mean, when it's just small, that small village, everybody's marrying each other. You, you're bound to be related. Yeah, and it does. Tolkien does mention that the uh, hobbits love like family lines and stuff like that. Like they love learning about it and like writing it down and stuff. So they're pretty much like me. Are you a um, hobbit? If I was a hobbit, yeah. If you were a hobbit, mm-hmm. uh, what would your hobbit name be? Like the funny or cool hobbit name? Come. Probably Gumbo. Gumbo? <laughs> Gumbo? I'm just taking... <laughs> your southern hobbit. Gumbo. Yeah. Gumbo. What would your last name be? Would you be Baggins? Uh, 
or Gaggins. <laughs> Gumbo, <laughs> Gumbo's so gross, it's Gumbo Gaggins. Gumbo Gaggins. <laughs> yeah. Gumbo Gaggins. Gumbo Gaggins. What would yours be, then? I don't know. Jumbo. Jumbo. Jumbo Jaggins. Jumbo Jaggins. <laughs> Gumbo Gaggins and Jumbo Jaggins. Jumbo... I could be Jumbo Juke. <laughs> I don't. Or was was uh, that name sounds weird though? I don't like juke. that. Uh, <laughs> jungle juice. <laughs> I was thinking of the Astro World song, oh. and I was like, Jungle Juke. That's something in a song. Astro World. Yeah, Jumbo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jodo. That's how <laughs> Jodo. <laughs> so that's how uh, they're related, uh, Bilbo and Frodo, and so that's why I guess through blood, Frodo was able to receive the inheritance from Bilbo and inherit Bag End. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the kind of the small history of Bag End and some of the and there's Bag Ends. In the Lord of the Rings, there's that whole thing about who wants Bag End from The from uh, Sackville Bagginses. Yeah. Which are, they're, it's kind of like a branch of the Baggins family. They just married into the Sackville family. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Lotho and Otho and Lobelia. Yeah. I don't remember which ones are which, but but we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're that's, getting ahead that's of ourselves. That's not even this book. That's like Fellowship of the Ring yeah. stuff. And then Return of the King, because it happens at the end. Yeah. Too. So, um, Also, uh, Pippin Took and Mary Brandybuck are descended from some of the Baggins family as well. Uh, so I think like, either they're like great-grandmothers or grandmothers or something like that married some of the Baggins boys. The Baggins, Baggins boys. boys. Um, so <laughs> the that... Baggins boys. <laughs> the Island boys. Yeah, I do. That's <laughs> really Baggins bad. boys. <laughs> <laughs> you could sing that if you worked at a grocery store. Oh yeah, you I used to. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, you I did. At a so I could say that. I did say it. So. You were a Baggins boy. Yeah, I was a Baggins boy. Hey, look at you. Yeah, look yeah. at us. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, look at so us. why'd you group yourself in? You were never a Baggins boy. No. You gotta earn that, dude. You gotta earn a bag <laughs> to be a Baggins boy. You gotta bag it. I put in my time, dude. What'd you do? You're just you're just riding off my success of being a bad boy, <laughs> bad boy in high school. Dang man, you were really living the life. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Pippin and Mary were uh, related somewhat to uh, Frodo. Mm-hmm. It was pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said too, uh, Frodo's mom was a Brandy Buck, so Frodo actually spent quite a bit of time in Brandy Buck Hall, or the Brandy Bucks or Buck Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, or Brandy Hall. It's Brandy, Brandy yeah, Hall. Yeah, Brandy Hall. That made more sense. I was trying to think. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. It makes sense because it is it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he spent a lot of time with uh, Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, yeah. That's what I got on kind of family history of the Baggins and okay. well, Bag End. Yeah, why don't we... Which kind of fun. Yeah. Baggins and Bag End sound pretty similar. They do. Maybe that's why he named it Bag... Does it ever say why they named it Bag End? No, I read a book though by um Tolkien. No, what the f- <laughs> what's his name? Um, David, David Day. David Day. Yeah, and he does like a bunch of like, like theories on and like inspirations that mm-hmm. Tolkien took, and uh, one of the books I have is The Habits of Tolkien or something like Tolkien's Habits. I don't know, but it talks about how a lot of the words used in the Shire or like in the Hobbits, like, uh, what do you call it? language like that's not really a language dialect yeah sure we'll say that (laughs) sure Sure. i guess that's fine (laughs) i guess that's fine uh a lot of that stuff sounds similar or has similar meanings so Mm -hmm. kind of kind of interesting yeah it is interesting. or how Gollum is kind of the opposite of a hobbit 
Mm-hmm. Gollum is close to a goblin, and a hobbit is more like a hobgoblin, and those are yeah. opposites. Hobgoblins being more benevolent. Yeah. Goblins more malevolent. We're getting a little too deep for this episode right so, now. So yeah. But so we might we might as well move on because I'm I'm done. With well, let's move on that. to an ad, and then we'll move on from the ad. <laughs> That's our ad sound. We'll see you guys after the ad. Hey everyone, have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong on the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. And we're back from the uh, so do, we're do the ad back. sound. <laughs> I don't know if that was the do it anymore. back up going up. <laughs> there we go. We're back, and we're back with me talking about um, in how Thorin met Gandalf, or oh. how met Gandalf met Thorin, or both at the same time. How they met each other, because they had to to discuss something because it's not like Gandalf would just put the rune there and 13 random dwarves would walk by and be like, I'll do this. Gandalf, before the events of the book take place, Gandalf went and talked to Thorin. Or actually, Thorin, they met each other. Gandalf didn't meet Thorin and was like, hey, I'm going to go look for Thorin. But I'll explain why. So uh, there's two versions of this story, um, and they differ a little bit. Um, And you can find... The first or one version in the Unfinished Tales, the Quest of Eriabor, which is what it is, is it's um, written from Frodo's point of view, and it's him asking, or it's him, Pippin, Merry, and Sam talking to Gandalf, and they ask him about the quest, and then Gandalf tells it as a story. Yeah. Which is weird, or it's different because, um, like, Lord of the Rings isn't written from Frodo's perspective. Yeah. But this part is written from Frodo's perspective. Which, it makes me wonder why Tolkien, what he was writing it for, like why he wrote it from Frodo's perspective, if he was going to use it for something, or... Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, so that's in the Unfinished Tales, um, and I don't know if I'm going to read this thing right now. Not yet. Okay, okay. so then, okay. the okay. other section is in the Appendix A of uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, called Durin's Folks, which is um, a longer, like, it's a history of the dwarves. So there's a section in there about this, but um, it's not written from first person. It's like third person or talk. It's just like a hi- history of it. So if you want like a more in-depth version, you could read the Unfinished Tales one. Um, but so basically they followed the same uh, storyline of what happened. Just one goes more into depth and there's little discrepancies. But so uh, what it starts out with is uh, there's... Uh, Thrain, which is Thorin's dad. Yeah. And then I think it's Thoro, Thor, Thror, Thror. Yeah. It's T H R O R. Yeah. Um, is uh, Thorin's great grandfather. So Thorin's great grandfather had a key, a map in the seventh dwarvish ring, the ma- the seventh magic ring, um, and he uh, they they escaped him and his son Thrain escaped uh the Lonely Mountain when Smaug came, which we'll talk about in a later episode because that's a whole other thing. Yeah. And, um, Thor, Thoro, Thor, Thror, Thror, I want to get it wrong. 
every time. But Thror uh, went down to the mines of Moria because uh, I forgot exactly what he was going down there for. But he met Azog, which uh, is if you've seen the movies, he's that big bad orc guy with which, that like mechanical arm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's him. That's who Azog is. And um, the difference between the movie and this, which I think is dumb, and I'll get to later later in it, but Azog didn't kill uh, Thorin's dad in the battle like it shows in the movie. Because remember, he like kills Thorin's dad, and Thorin like gets the piece of wood and like. Yeah. That whole thing. Because his dad died somewhere else, which I'll talk about. But that was a little thing they changed. And there's something else they changed, which I'll talk about after. But. Yeah. So he. His. Um, Thror gets killed by Azog. And um, he. But before he left, he gave his son uh, Thrain the map, the key, and the ring. So then uh, Thrain goes to Dolkuldur uh, in uh, Mordor. And I forgot. No, Mirkwood. Mirkwood, sorry. Yeah. And he, uh, those are two different places. One's a volcano place, the other's <laughs> yeah. forest. Yeah. yeah. So he goes there and, um, he gets, like, trapped down in, like, a dungeon. And, uh, Gandalf goes there to visit, or he doesn't go there to visit him. <laughs> <laughs> he goes there in a disguise to find out more about Sauron. Yeah. Because Gandalf is already starting to get suspicions that Sauron is coming into power. And what he's doing, so he like goes to spy on him, and there he finds Thrain. But Thrain doesn't know who he is, or who him. Thrain doesn't know that he is Thrain. Yeah. Like, cause he's losing his mind. So Thrain uh, doesn't have the ring because it got taken from him. But he still has the map and the key, so he gives it to Gandalf, and says, "Give it to my son." But Gandalf has no clue who this guy is. Yeah. He has like an idea, cause he's obviously a dwarf, and he's talking about the yeah. ring. So he has an idea of who he is. So he has to figure out who his son is. So then, cut to Gandalf walking. There's two versions. One version, Gandalf is walking to Bree, and that's in the Unfinished Tales version, and Thorin meets him on the way. Yeah. And uh, and then the other version, he's already in Bree, staying the night, and then Thorin meets him there. But so, uh, the Unfinished Tales version goes more into depth, so I'll just go based off that yeah. one. So he meets him on the way to Bree, um... And Thorin recognizes him. They've never talked or anything, but he recognizes him. So he goes up to him and invites him to his halls in the Blue Mountain where they will go have a discussion. And then Thorin tells him about how he wants to reclaim his kingdom and uh, kill Smaug and get him out of there. And uh, that's another thing that's different because doesn't this happen in the book? It happens in The Prance and Pony. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it would be cool if they would have showed him in the Blue Mountain in his halls, even yeah, though it wouldn't yeah. be like immaculate because, but maybe they did that because it's cheaper to not do that whole thing. Yeah. But, it's cheaper just to use the prancing pony set. Yeah. It would have been cheaper. It would have been cheaper to make one movie too, but yeah, they split into three, but or so, maybe even two. Yeah. Maybe one and a half. Or maybe zero. Yeah. <laughs> maybe none. Um, but so at the blue mountain, where Thorin lives with other dwarves too, so he has some of some of the th- uh, dwarves from the company are there, um, and he tells him about or tells Gandalf about his plan, and uh, Gandalf uh, reali- Gandalf realizes that this will be a perfect opportunity to get rid of Smaug, because Gandalf was worried that Sauron would use Smaug to his advantage, like use him as a weapon. Yeah. So Gandalf wanted to kill Smaug and get him out of there. So then Sauron wouldn't be able to use them. So Gandalf is like, oh, this is a perfect uh, perfect way to... Uh, he's pulling pranks on yeah. Sauron. Yeah, he's like, this yeah. is perfect. <laughs> so uh, 
and there's even part of I don't know. Um, it's in no, it's in the uh, uh, and the appendices of the or the Lord of the Rings. Uh, Gandalf even says um, that it was he said he's talking about how none of the stuff that happened, all the good things that happened, wouldn't have happened if he met Thorin, or if he didn't meet Thorin. And he says, uh, wait. He, he's talking about how everything worked out, and he says, because I met Thorin Oakenshield one evening on the edge of the spring in Bree, a chance meeting, as we say in Middle-earth. So he's like, uh. so he didn't set out to meet Thorin, and it was just like destiny or luck or whatever. Yeah. I think more of destiny. Or a chance meeting. Yeah, or a chance meeting, as yeah. they say in Middle-earth. But, so then, Gandalf is like, I have a better plan. Why don't we, uh, or not we, why don't you, uh, use stealth to get in? And Thorne's like, how? Because we, 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 we how? pretty much he's like, how? We have loud footsteps. Yeah. And, and Gandalf is like, I know this guy, because he was, um, he was already trying to figure out a way to get Smaug out of there, and he was thinking about using a hobbit, yeah. um, because his thinking is, uh, hobbits walk quietly, and dragons have never smelled a hobbit before. So yeah. they and they've smelled dwarfs, so they won't recognize the smell. So they won't, uh, they won't like get set off like they just smelled a dwarf. Um, so, and there's also a section in the Unfinished Tales where it goes into depth about Gandalf and what he was thinking with why he chose Bilbo because he had some Turkish in him. Um, so Gandalf tells him that he's gonna tells Thorin he's gonna need to use. Uh, stealth and Thorin is uh, reluctantly agrees because he's um, he's kind of desperate. Yeah, and but he's as you see in the book and the movie, he's not really impressed with Bilbo right away. Yeah, and he wasn't impressed with him from the start, and he wasn't. And I wasn't either when yeah. I watched the movie. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> no. Martin Martin Freeman, I think, pulled it all together. Yeah, he's a good actor. I Very like him. Very good actor. Yeah, but so Thorin uh, didn't wasn't really fond of the idea, but he agreed to do it. Um, and so then, after that, they go and meet uh, Bilbo. But, uh, so, both of these uh, accounts, the uh, Quest of Erebor and Durin's Folk, give a good summary of it. But um, I mentioned at the start of this that uh, Thor... Th- Thror? Thror. Yeah. Thror was killed by Azog. And there's this cool little thing in here that... Um, so, when he was killed by Azog... Uh, Thror had a, um, a, uh, I think like an assistant with him, just somebody who went with him to the mines of Moria yeah, yeah. named Nar, and, um... Nar! <laughs> yeah, that's what he said when, because he saw, he saw <laughs> Thor get killed. Nar! So, uh, Azog cut off Nar's, or Thor's head. Yeah. And then Nar saw it and went to retrieve it, and Azog was like, no, take this money instead as like a, he was like being sarcastic and being yeah. like, oh, this is payment for me cutting off his head. Um, and it says here, uh, this is Azog talking, it says, drop it, be off, here's your fee, beggar beggar beard. And a small bag struck him, it held a few coins of little worth. So Narg took that back to the kingdom, because they still had the Lonely Mountain at this point. Yeah. Or, not the Lonely Mountain, they still had their kingdom. Um, but it wasn't in the lo- they were getting like pushed out. But uh, So he takes it back, and then he never retrieves the body, and he's all sad and whatever. But um, that, like, fire inside of him never dies, and he passes it down to his son. And in the battle that you see in the movie, where that yeah. I was talking about where Thorin sees his dad get killed, 
Yeah. And then, um, but his dad did not get killed in that battle because his dad died elsewhere. Um, and then, uh, Thorin, like, cuts off his arm. In that battle, Azog dies in the books, and it's killed by, or he is killed by, um, uh, what's his name? Dane, which is yeah. Nar's son. Which, um, I mean, you see Dane in the movies, too. He's the, yeah. he's the, the Scottish, <laughs> yeah. the red-headed uh, dwarf that comes from the Iron Hills. Yeah. Dane Ironfoot. Yeah. Um, I think it's technically pronounced Dine. Oh, sorry. But dying. that's okay. But that's not what he, he's not dying. He's a dying he's piece. He's living. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, uh, in the movies, yeah, they show Thorin's dad, Thrain, getting killed, right? Yes. Um, by Azog, and then, um... But it's actually Thror, and they never see him get killed. Only Nar does. Yeah, because it's in the Mines of Moria. Yeah. And which what, is where he sees... Uh, Durin's Bane, which is that Balrog that kills Gandalf. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, so the the goblins or orcs technically, at, um, by the time of the Lord of the Rings, it, mm-hmm. they're used interchangeably. But the goblins inhabited Moria, Khazad Dûm, and then so when Thor went looking for it with Nar, um, they got killed because there were orcs in there, and then that's what set off the whole battle that you yeah. see in the movie because the dwarves wanted revenge for the death of their king, you know? Mm-hmm. So. And I'm not sure if, uh, uh, his, or Thorin's dad, was his Thrain, was alive during the battle? I, he was, yeah. Was he in the battle? He, w- he was in the battle, yeah. I don't, he wasn't killed, though. Yeah, so he battle. wasn't killed like he is in the movie. Um. I think, um, uh, someone did die, though, that Thorin... I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but so in the in the books, a lot of people died. In the real lore, what happens is Azog is killed by how do you say his name? Dyne. 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 Yeah. Not dying. Dyne. Azog is killed by Dyne. He's beheaded. Yeah. And Dyne, uh, who got the, uh, pot, or what is it called? Uh, the bag of coins or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Why I forgot what a bag of coins was I don't called. Know, yeah. So he his his dad was the one who got the bag of coins he gives it to him so he cuts off his head and then stuffs the bag of coins in Nargov's or Azog Azog's mouth and puts his head on a stake which I thought was like a cool like yeah like revenge it's just like suck on this yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh Azog is never in the movies or he shouldn't be yeah he, he is, is in, in the, the movies. movies he should have died in the battle yeah so I think in the extended editions they do show that battle, right? That's the one we're talking about. Yeah, I don't think, know if it. I don't know. I think it's also in the regular ones. Okay, I don't. Be, it would have to be because I don't watch the regular ones. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be in the regular ones because the whole the whole plot point is that he gets his arm cut off and then they pull yeah, him back right. and then he comes back. Yeah. Okay. Which he doesn't happen. He dies and then that's it yeah. for him. And then Azog does have a son, Bolg who is in the movies as well. He's got, like, that weird metal plate on his head. Yeah. So he is in the movies and in the book, um, but he doesn't, like, have a huge part in the book. Like, mm-hmm. he's just mentioned. And then, um, obviously, he wants revenge for his father's death, Azog. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's um, uh, Bjorn, the skin changer, bear mm-hmm. dude, who kills Bolg. Yeah, but they kept Azog in the movie probably for, for a whole other plot story or story yeah. to extend it because he's a, he's a big bad villain yeah but, but but the big bad villain should have been just smaug yeah the big bad villain was the adventure that uh bilbo was scared of yeah they were uh big bad the big bad villain was bilbo himself whoa his self-consciousness <laughs> and his fear was the thing his uh yeah his confidence i was gonna say that but you already said that yeah um 
But yeah, so that just gives like a cool insight into what happened before uh, the start of this book. And um, what I think happened, because uh, Tolkien wrote The Hobbit, um, and I don't think it was supposed to be uh, like, or it was supposed to take place in his, uh, in Middle Earth, like, because he already created Middle Earth before in his head, whatever, and was writing about it, but, um, then he wrote, when he wrote Lord of the Rings, he altered some stuff to, uh, uh, make it fit the, in the storyline, so I don't know if he, like, thought before when he wrote The Hobbit that the reason Gandalf wanted them to go was to kill Smaug for Sauron, because Sauron's not mentioned in The Hobbit, but they do mention the Necromancer, which I'm pretty sure is Sauron. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, so he had the Necromancer, but... Uh, it wasn't Sauron at the time, but he did a good job connecting it because it flows really nicely. Yeah. And it's just a cool look into what was going on behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. I did think that was kind of a cool... I think they they might have uh, expanded upon it too much, but I thought it was still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, they had this whole thing where, like, the the whole battle between the White Council and mm-hmm. the Necromancer was kind of weird because... Like, I don't know, Gandalf and Galadriel were just being weird. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it recently. It's, I, I it's, can, it's really weird. Yeah. yeah. It makes it seem like they're in love. Yeah. Which is really weird. Like, yeah. they're, like, love interests, which I'm sure they were probably trying to do to kind of get you interested in what was going on. But Galadriel was married to Celeborn. Yeah. So I don't know what yeah. they were implying. I just thought of this, though. Maybe the reason they didn't show Gandalf meeting... Uh, uh, Thorn in the Blue Mountain is because in the show in Prancing Pony is because they don't have the they didn't have the rights to the Unfinished Tales they only had the rights to Lord of the Rings oh. so they could have showed what happened what the appendices said happened right yeah. but they couldn't show all the in depth thing about the Unfinished Tales so that maybe that's sense. why they didn't that could do be that. yeah but no that makes sense we'll never know we'll never know <laughs> unless someone tells us directly yeah and cite your sources but we probably won't believe him but so we we'll probably, never know no yeah. we'll, we won't believe you so guys. we'll never know yeah so uh. Um, I want to talk about, I don't know if you want to talk about it. You might want to listen to it. Why don't we, hey, I'll get my copy of that and we can look at it at the same time. Oh, okay. Unless my copy doesn't have that. No, it, it should. But, it, it well, better. actually, I did read that some editions have omitted it. What so, it's, it's called the Voluspo. I'll see if that's in. Okay, why don't you tell them what you're reading from? So, right now I'm reading from a non-Tolkien book. Uh, it's called the Poetic Edda. It's a collection of Norse mythological poems. My my book is dedicated for John again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what, I want to see if mine is dedicated. No. Yeah, Grant and I have different editions. To George Lyman Kittredge. Oh, wow! Shout out to John and George Lyman Kittredge. Cool, John again. If, John again. <laughs> if you guys are listening to this, John again and George <laughs> John whatever. Again. Shout out. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so they're. Yeah, so it's a collection of poems from Norse mythology, um, and I'm reading it because uh, in this, in actually the first poem called the Voluspo, uh, there's a thing called the uh, the Dvergatel, which means the dwarf catalog, and it's basically a list of how the gods discovered the dwarves, um, or as they were called dwarfs, because Tolkien coined the term dwarves 
Mm-hmm. So, you know how he is. And there's that little section that's sort of, at least in my copy of The Hobbit, that talks about... Yeah. He says, I said it right, don't worry. Because his editors kept telling him he's spelling dwarves wrong. Yeah, he's like, no, it's dwarves. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so the gods find the race of dwarves, and then they kind of list off a bunch of dwarf names and stuff like that. And so this is actually... Oh, I found it, I think. Well, mine just says... It's, it, should be, it should be line nine, where it starts... Yep, that's where it starts. Oh, I do have... Mine just says Sears... Oh, it says right here, Sears Prophecy. That's what Voluspa means. Yeah, it says. Yeah, okay, Sears I got Prophecy, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this is actually uh, where Tolkien drew his inspiration for all the dwarf names that you see in the Unexpected Party, all the all 13 dwarves, and a few others, actually, that are throughout the books. So I will read... Um, I'll read most of it. I don't know how... Oh, you're see. just going to read the poem? I'm going to read the poem, and then I'm going to explain... Oh, this is gonna be poetry, first poetry reading on the podcast. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess the ring verse was the first poetry reading. Yeah. But we contracted that out to Zach's right. dad. <laughs> okay, so it, it it starts on line nine and goes to line sixteen. So read along if you've ha- if you have this. I don't know who. I would. will, but not out loud. Okay. I'm yeah. Not read so out loud. all right. Then sought the gods their assembly seats, the holy ones in council held, to find who should raise the race of dwarfs out of Brimir's blood and the legs of Blaine. I don't know who those two are, but they're not dwarfs. Mine says Blaine's limbs. Oh, bro. So yours goes more into depth. The legs. <laughs> the legs. Specifically. Yeah. There was Matsognir, the mightiest maid. So now we're actually starting the list. Of all the dwarfs, and Durin next. Durin, oh, that's one. That. I'll, I'll keep count. Okay. Many a likeness of men they made, the dwarfs in the earth, as Durin said. Nii <laughs> and Nithi, Northri and Surthri, Austri and Vestri, Elfioth and Valin, which is actually Valen. two. Valin? That's what he based Dwalin on. Is I was going Yeah. Uh, Nar mm-hmm. and Nain. Nain is actually a dwarf as well, but he's not mentioned so that's four. very well. Uh, Neeping? And Dane, Dine. Neeping and Dine. Yeah, so Wait, what line is that? I'm on 11. Oh, mine says New Moon and Dark Moon, North and South. Oh, that's probably translated. Oh, yeah. Austri and Vestry is East and West. Oh, okay. So yours is translated. Dang it. (laughs) Darn it. Mine isn't an original, whatever that language was. Um, And then we've got Biffer, Bofer, Bomber, and Nori. That's, wait, it's four, five, six, seven. Uh, Anne and Onar. I, Mjolfvitnir, Vig, Gandalf. Whoa. Big one. Dang. Oh, I knew Gandalf yeah, was in there. So Gandalf was actually <laughs> I like based Vig. off of this, it's too. It kind of sounds like Wig. Yeah. Uh, Vindalf. Vin Diesel. Whoa. Uh, Thrain. Feck. <laughs> what the feck? <laughs> uh, Thorin. Mm-hmm. Thror. Vit and Lit. Thor. Yeah, Thor. So that's yeah. 11 so far. Yeah. Nir. Nirath. Now have I told Regan and Ratsvith. No, this is part of the poem. Oh, I thought the name was Now Have I Told. The list are right. Philly, Killy, Fundin, and Nali. Fundin is actually the father of Dwalin and Balin. Heptaphili, Hanar, Sviur, Frar, Hornbori, Freg, and Loni. Arvang, Yari, and Akenskjaldi. Mine says Oakenshield. It, yeah, so that's what uh, so I'm gonna, I'll count that Tolkien one. took for Thorne's uh, nickname. Um, so I, I was also reading something, too, where um, when Tolkien was reading this and he was getting names for his dwarves, mm-hmm. he saw the name Oakenshield and then he attached it to Thorne. Because, and then he was trying to, like, when he was writing stuff out, he was like, okay, why would he be called 
Oakenshield, and they tried to give purpose to each one of these names. Oh. And so actually all of the names of the dwarves, they do have meanings because they're just Norse words. Mm-hmm. And so translated, that's actually kind of the personality of each one of the dwarves in The Hobbit. That's cool. So he thought it out. Uh, so yeah, we ended with Oakenshield. Mm-hmm. Um, the race of the dwarves in Dvalin's throng, down to Lofar, the list must I tell. The rocks they left and through wet lands, they sought a home in the fields of sand. There were Draupnir and Dolgthrasir. Hor? It's just whore. W-H-O-R. H-O-R. Oh, my, I don't have whore. I have gray hair. Oh. Haugspori, Hlevang, Glowing. Glowing, is that one? Yep. Dory, Ori. Those are two. That's 15 so far. Doof. I'm not even kidding. Doof. I don't know if it's pronounced like that, but it's D-U-F, so maybe it's Duff. I like Doof. I like Doof better. Uh, Andvari, Skirfir, Virfir, Skafif, I, Elf, and Ingvi, Akenskaldi. That's Oakenshield again, right? Yeah. Uh, Fjallar and Frosty. (laughs) Wait, Frosty the Snowman was a dwarf. That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, Fith and Ginar. So for all time shall the tale be known, the list of all the forebears of Lofar. So that ends the the, the Vergatel, the catalog of dwarves. Yeah, so those 15 names, unless you count Thorin and Oakenshield as one. I would count those two because that's two separate names he took. Yeah, but, yeah, and then he had Gandalf. Well, he had a ton of other, like, dwarves in there. Because he had Thor... Thror. Yeah, he had Thror and Thrain, Funden, uh, Dine, Nine, and a bunch of other ones. Uh, uh, Nar was in there. So he had a bunch of them. I can't believe he didn't choose Doof. I know. (laughs) That would be perfect. Doof. Dang. We could have had a Doof. We could have had a Doof, man. Doof Oakenshield. Yeah, (laughs) Doof Oakenshield. Yeah, what a name. Thanks for that, Grant. That was nice. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. But no, okay. you're welcome is what I meant to say. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. No, okay. Okay, so uh, we're going to end this episode with a little fun thing. Grant, why don't you tell us what happened a few days ago? Oh, yeah. Um, you on mean specifically January 3rd. You mean a whole week ago a as of this recording? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so January 3rd, that's actually J.R.R. Tolkien's birthday. So yeah. he's not alive, so technically it doesn't matter anymore. It was his birthday. But it was it his always, birthday. It, always, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. But uh, the Tolkien Society um, likes to honor his birthday every year, and they do a... Naturally. Um, yeah. Naturally. <laughs> and they do a, um, what do you call it? A toast. A toast. So um, what happens every year, January 3rd, at 9 p.m. your time, whatever time zone you're in, 9 p.m., you take a drink, doesn't matter what kind of drink it is, could just be water, could be club soda. (laughs) (laughs) It could be hard liquor. Could be hard liquor. Moonshine. Could be... Could be molten lava. Yeah. It could be... Could uh, be ant drought. It could be... (laughs) I'm trying to think of things that I would be okay saying on here, because I'm thinking of really bad things. Sweat. Could be sweat. I don't want to tell people to drink bleach. Oh. Well, yeah, I was going to say... You you technically didn't tell them to. I technically didn't, so you guys... Won't get. I won't get in trouble if you. It could be do. holy water. Holy. Yeah, no, <laughs> could drink go holy go water. to your local Catholic church. And no, no. Tolkien would like. Do they do Catholics drink holy water? I don't think so. But Tolkien was a Catholic, so maybe he wouldn't like that. I don't know. So anyways, but he's dead. So what? So, what's he gonna do? And what's he gonna do? But anyways, so you get a drink, and it doesn't matter if you're sitting or standing. But at nine p.m. or laying or laying, uh, at nine p.m. your time, January third, you raise your glass and you say the professor. The professor. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And then you take a drink. What? What? How old is he now? 
Uh, this was his 130th yeah. birthday. The big one three zero. Yeah, which, uh, it's not as fun as it would be next year. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, just let me explain. It's because next year would be his 131st. Bilbo yeah. Baggins left. Uh, Middle Earth when he was 131. Oh wow, that'd be really fun. So I was, I was <laughs> like, I was like, it would be really special. Yeah. Like next year when he's 131. But 130 is a big year too, man. You know what? I, I. Congrats didn't... to the big guy. Yeah. 130, man. Yeah, big 130. Who I didn't, known? I didn't do the toast because I didn't look at my phone until after nine o'clock when you guys texted. You and Zach were like. Or you text and you're like, hey, do this thing or the toast thing. It's hey, big. burnt toast is better than no toast. <laughs> yeah. Which is to say, oh, yeah. better late than never. Yeah, yeah. That was my little... Yeah. That was a good joke, I think. <laughs> you know what? I'll do it next <laughs> month on the 3rd. Oh, and it'll, okay. it'll be 131. Or 130 30, in one month. In one month, yeah. 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 But, yeah, so this is, a, um, this is a little article. It is a little article because it's very short. Um, on uh, literaryhub.com. Which I wasn't even looking for this, and I just found it today. Shout like, out to Lit Hub. Lit Hub, yeah, this would because it's a Lit Hub. Yeah, dude. Uh, but I, uh, um, I just saw this today, and I was like, hey, this would be perfect for the podcast. Um, it's by Walker Kaplan. I have no clue who the guy is, but he writes about Tolkien, and that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's it, and that's good. So the title of the uh, article is J.R. Tolkien loved to pull pranks on his students, and if you didn't know, J.R. Tolkien was a professor. At, uh, uh, Oxford, right? Oxford, I think, yeah. It says, yeah, at Oxford. Um, which, uh, so he wasn't just a, uh author. He had to make a living somehow. You know, his book made him a lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he didn't, but he loved teaching. Yeah. So um, it talks about uh, his, uh, his joking days and how he would joke. Um, and it says uh, one time he, him and his friend, this was when they were in college, at, at Oxford, when they attended yeah. Oxford, they jumped inside of an empty bus and drove around picking up other students and making speeches to a crowd as they assembled, <laughs> which I think is funny to imagine. And there's a scene, you know that Tolkien movie? Movie Tolkien? Or yeah. Tolkien was yeah. a big thing. Um, there's a scene where him and his three buddies meet up in a bus and then yeah. hang out with like two other girls, which yep. might have been part of that. But um, when he was at Oxford... He was known for dressing up as an Anglo-Saxon warrior with an axe and chasing uh, an astonished neighbor. So he'd <laughs> dress up as an Anglo-Saxon warrior and chase people. Um, and it says the stunt was apparently pulled multiple times. And then it said he pulled pranks while lecturing as well. Apparently he would occasionally pull out a four-inch green shoe from his pocket as proof that leprechauns exist. <laughs> which I think is such a Tolkien thing to do. Like a fan... Like prove that fantasy things exist which i just think would be weird in the middle this of a lecture the, this is the only proof you need yeah. that leprechauns exist yeah i've got this tiny green shoe yeah and um he also he was friends with c.s lewis author of narnia the chronicles of narnia and it said it says that him and c.s lewis went to a party dressed as polar bears in sheepskin and whiteface and uh it was not a costume party they just both of them just showed up which i think would be hilarious yeah. Um, but like they're what, back at it again. Yeah. <laughs> but what, like, if you think about like after the joke wears off of like the first few minutes, you're just at a party in a sheepskin whole outfit as a polar bear. Yeah, and then you got to act normal. Yeah. You can't really have a normal conversation. Um, and there can, can I mention they're doing white face? Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Get with the times. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, but and then there's this one I think is the funniest and weirdest. Uh, it says uh, he had a playful streak that persisted through his old age. He often handed shopkeepers his false teeth when he was giving them change, <laughs> which is so weird. <laughs> That's funny, <laughs> but yeah. And then he Tolkien wrote, uh, "I have a very simple sense of humor." Which even my appreciative critics find tiresome. So he thought he was funny, but like a lot of people, I feel that think like me and you, you know, we can be funny, but sometimes it's too much. Sometimes, Sometimes it's too much. But I just think that's a fun side to see of Tolkien, because you see that in his writings too, especially The Hobbit, because it's a children's book. It's funny. There's like funny things that happen in it. Yeah, there are there are times when I'm reading like the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit, and I actually do laugh out loud because yeah. there's a few things in there. That you I bend think, over laughing. I uh, RLFL. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, oh, I can't remember the part. Grant lulls during Lord of the Ring. Yeah. Anyways, there's a few parts in like I think it's I think there's one part in the Two Towers when Gandalf was talking to Saruman. I can't remember it exactly, but it made me laugh out loud. Yeah. But, um... Gandalf was just roasting Saruman, pretty much, is what it was. Yeah. And I was laughing at the expense of a, uh, an old wizard. Yeah, so if you want to read that full article, uh, which is very short, you can read it. I'll put the link to it in the description of this video, or, uh, episode. This is not a video. <laughs> it's not? <laughs> if you guys are watching us, there's something wrong, because this is audio only. <laughs> where Where <laughs> is the, the camera? camera? <laughs> I'm so scared right now. I'm looking around the room. Yeah, if you guys are watching us right now, please stop. Stop. Um, and just listen. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. In our first of the year, in first of the Hobbit. Yeah. And we'll be continuing the same schedule, so we'll go... Every other Monday. Every other Monday. So, so yeah. Keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. So... And maybe maybe you'll hear from Zach again. Maybe not. It depends on what we do with him. <laughs> yeah. Dep- yeah, it depends on that. But, uh... Obviously, next episode, we're going over the next chapter of The Hobbit. Chapter 2. So, read it. Read it. Don't get behind this time, because we're not going to wait like we did at the start You've of the episode. You've literally got a whole week. Yeah. So, it should be... Well, two weeks, technically. Yeah. Because every other Monday, they'll listen to well, it. Well, okay, so... Yeah. It depends on weeks. when they listen yeah, to it. It depends on when they listen to it. Yeah. If you listen to this, like, years down the road... If you listen to it... Boy, <laughs> you're in for a load of trouble, because we already have all the episodes you out. You gotta catch up. <laughs> yeah. No, if you listen to it on the regular schedule we release it on, you'll technically have about two weeks. So. Yeah. But you also have all the time in the world, because we're not forcing you to listen, but you better listen. Also, you guys do what you want. Yeah. You don't even have to read it. Yeah, but... Recommended. I, recommended. You should. Yes. You have to. Without a doubt. Yeah, you, you have to. But, like, yeah. it's not even, like... <laughs> Like we're not even joking at this point. You sh- you have to. Yeah. There's n- there's obligatory. No re- there's no reason not to, and the only reason to is that you have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is required reading. Oh, you'll hear us next. We'll talk <laughs> to you. Us, we'll you'll talk to you guys. Talk to you guys later. You'll see us next time on Exploring Middle, Middle Earth, Earth podcast with Grant and Jay. With Jay and Grant. <laughs> and formerly oh, with and formerly Zach. Zach. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> sweet sweet dreams. <laughs>
This helps us a lot because it builds up a reputation. You can also share this episode or the podcast with your friends. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth, where we will post updates and behind-the-scenes pictures. The link to those will be in the show notes. Each episode goes up every other Monday, so episode 14 will be up on January 31st, and it will cover chapter 2 of The Hobbit, so be on the lookout for that. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.